0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Talking Nets, episode 197. Keith McPherson, Robin Lumberg, Hudson Flynn. Back together for a bonus quick hit 15-minute episode, audio only for our podcast listeners. I mean, we didn't want to leave you hanging too long Uh, after the All-Star break. Obviously, last week we came together with some crossover pods, but the Nets are back on the floor. The Nets played Friday. They played Sunday. They lost both of those games. I believe they've lost four out of their last five, seven out of their last ten, and uh, it's a tough time right now. I'll I'll lead off, and then we'll we'll pass this around. I just want to start with, like, initial thoughts. My initial thoughts right now around the Nets is, like, They got played Um, in this whole thing. They, you know, the Nets organization and the fans got played. I can't get it out of my mind. I'm over it. I have moved on. But I just keep thinking more and more about the culture of the NBA. And, uh, you know, today the ETC's podcast, the Etcetera's podcast with Eddie Gonzalez. Shout out to Eddie. He came on WFAN with me last week. You know, that episode comes out. and It's the long awaited episode of like Kevin Durant on his own platform, speaking about his own situation. And uh, I find that he's really sticking with the whole narrative of, I wanted to finish the season. Kyrie, you know, he did what's best for himself, but I wanted to finish this season. I was locked in and I wanted to keep going, but obviously Katie was hurt. And also obviously Kyrie is a wild card, but I just keep going back to their history Kyrie was booed at the All-Star game because NBA fans look at him as a cancer, as a team killer. We should have known better. I have defended him. I am thankful that I do not have to be his public defender anymore, but this guy did exactly what he always does. We should have known. Cautionary tale, Kevin Durant. Everybody's talking about him not wanting to drive the bus, not wanting to be a leader on his own, not wanting to just win a championship on his own. Again, when things get tough, leaving for greener pastures or what seems like greener pastures. And here he goes making his debut tomorrow night against uh, Charlotte with the Suns and Nets fans are left here with Kevin Durant jerseys and sneakers and Kyrie memorabilia, sneakers, stuff the same. And we're looking at our own team. Like, what do we have? What can we expect? And what I'll say is this, I'm optimistic always as a Nets fan. And I put my optimistic bar out there. Make the playoffs, not the play-in. Win one game in the playoffs, and you've done better than KD and Kyrie's last season here as Brooklyn Nets. But I, I just, you know, feel like it's going to be an uphill battle and uphill climb. These guys are trying to figure it out with not that much time left. And here in New York, you have a Knicks team that just beat the Celtics last night. So for Nets fans out there that live in the city or you know the surrounding areas, I feel you. I'm with you. I understand what it feels like right now. It's like a changing of the guard. It feels like uh, all of this is connected. It's the next time to shine. And we've kind of gone back to the back burner back seat, but see it through and watch the games and hope for the best. You never know what can happen. Now I'll pass the mic to Robin and then Hudson to say their initial thoughts.
1: Yeah, look, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't want to keep reliving Katie and Kyrie because eventually we got to move on. Uh, the the Kyrie Luka thing hasn't worked out so well Thus far in Dallas, either when those two guys have been on the floor, the only win they have is against San Antonio. I think uh, they they have three losses, something like that. Uh, Katie, here's the thing. He could have stayed. He could have gutted out the rest of the season, and he would have only gotten praised for what the Nets did. He would have not gotten criticized. So Giannis may have made the joke into the teleprompter. Uh, Charles Barkley may offer those criticisms. There are some truths to what people say. There's a reason a lot of people think and say that. And we'll see what happens with Phoenix, who is only a game up, I think, on the play in themselves. So they have to, to figure things out on the fly quickly as well. And if you're rooting one way, if you're the Nets, it's not against KD, but the, the Nets do have the Suns draft pick. As far as the Nets go, you're teetering over the abyss right now. Not permanently. But as far as the the way the rest of this season looks, and, and whether you know you could go how far you could tumble, can you tumble to the play in? Uh, could you tumble all the way to the lottery uh, and and have your lottery pick this year? Though Houston gets the better of the two picks, I think we'll know after this stretch of games because this is a, a tough stretch. Milwaukee, the Knicks, um, and shout out to the Knicks—they're playing good ball. It is what it is. And uh, Boston, I think in the the next three games that Chicago effort was miserable. One of the worst things I've ever seen. But we, we did see this, you know, Nets with Kyrie lose to Boston by 40 a few weeks before that. It, it's not like that was, you know, an isolated event that could only happen with this current group. Um, the, the Hawks game was tough because of the way it ended, but a much better showing. Uh, my my biggest problem right now with the, the Nets as currently constructed, we, we of course know it's going to take some time to put things together on the fly. But I'm in the whole, you got to start and play Cam Thomas as much as possible, Cam, because when you look at this, this roster composition, there are four guys I'm sort of pointing out and going, all right, um, they could be building blocks. Nick Claxton, who we've seen all season. Cam Johnson, who's you know a nice do-it-all player who maybe hasn't tapped his entire potential. Mikael Bridges, who we've talked about a lot. And then Cam Thomas, who is clearly the best isolation scorer on this team, clearly the best at getting to the free throw line on this team and whatever's going on behind the scenes or whatever lessons he needs to learn. I think he needs to learn those lessons in the fire on the court with the other best players on the team.
2: Yeah. And look, this Nets team was never going to be in a situation where we were going to be able to keep rolling the way we had, right? You lose those two stars, but you also lose uh, your identity as a team a little bit, you know, to go along with that. And there's been a lot of, of uh, unfair criticism onto Jacques Vaughn uh in response to some of these losses whether they were the, the close losses that we've seen the, the heartbreakers the maybe trade travel the maybe the NBA or maybe the NBA admitted uh that they that they messed up a call in the final seconds you know it, it's going to be a a see what you can get out of this season and to see what you do going forward right the Nets are and and I and I want them to be uh, a team with a mindset where while well, we are in the playoff spot, it would take a lot of losing out for us to fall out of, you know, into the lottery. Uh, like some people have suggested, right. It would take a lot for that, but we need to see what we are, you know, able to have going forward on this team at the same time as trying to win games. And, and luckily I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. The next play better when Cam Thomas is playing more minutes, that is irrefutable. Even if you go to the bulls game, Cam Thomas was the best player on the nets in that miserable game. Cam Thomas has shown that he deserves to play to start and to finish games. It, however many minutes he plays in the middle, hopefully closer to 30 than it is to 20. Uh, you know, we, 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 it is left to be seen, but the nets need to play him and they need to uh, expand his role into whatever it can be. Because at the end of the day, he is the only player on the floor that can score even when his offensive game isn't working Right. The ability to get to the free throw line is is just so massively it's needed when you want to be an isolation scorer in in this this era's NBA. Right. And so him being able to shoot nine free throws in, in, in just any random game and to get those guaranteed points is is so crucial for a Nets team that, frankly, is struggling to score. But if you're looking at it from a, a building block perspective, there's a lot there to be excited about still. We faced a couple of tough losses. It, obviously, it has not been a good stretch. Losing, you know, seven of our last 10 it hasn't been fun to be a Nets fan in this current situation. But I think when you look at the team and when, when you look at the roster going forward, I still think there's lots of reason for optimism. I don't think any of that has changed. I don't think we've seen anything from this team that has shown, oh, well, Mikhail Bridges isn't a good player. Cam Thomas isn't worth all of the hype. You know, we've we've faced some tough losses. But in terms of a, a message to Nets fans, for me, it would just be, it's going to suck for a little while. It's not going to be as fun as it was. It just won't be. And maybe our our NBA finals is going to be in the offseason when we can make moves closer to the NBA draft, right? But at the very least, you know, you should have a lot of hope because we're not a rebuilding team, no matter what people want to say. We're a retooling team, and we have the pieces to be a fun and exciting team. And as much as I hate to say this, there is somewhat of a model uh, with the New York Knicks where they were able to kind of, float along with not superstar caliber players, but star players and adding Jalen Brunson and making those moves and to go pretty quickly from a laughing stock to at the very least a good team. And I think the Knicks are at a similar level to the Nets, no matter what the results might say. And so it shows that, you know, you're in a position where you're good enough to actually, you know, build a winning culture going forward. And as I don't like to compare ourselves favorably to the Knicks, but, We're we're in a position where we have to look forward rather
0: than to continue to look at the now. Yeah, it's just where we're at. Um, It was funny. I was looking at an article and was going back to the end of last season when the Nets got swept, and Kyrie said that he was looking forward to you know like guiding this franchise with Joe with Sean Marks, and Kevin Durant. Kyrie was putting himself. in like a position of power. Um, and then he ends up being the guy to hit the detonate button and putting himself before everyone else. Um, we do have to move on as fans. We do have to move on as an organization. And I think that'll be easier to do, winning cures all with a couple wins. But I just, you know, I more and more I feel like this season is cooked. Um, more and more I feel like this team is a play in team and who knows what's going to happen with the play in team, but it's a star driven league. And uh, you know, cam Thomas, I think can be a star and back-to-back games. He put up 22 points in two completely different games. And you know, what you guys are saying, like, I think they should give him a shot, but I don't expect them to because he's a second year player. He's 21 years old. I think Jacques Vaughn has a ton to figure out. And uh, one thing we wanted to hit on here was cam Johnson's quotes So after the second loss, uh, Eric Slater put out this full tweet. Cam Johnson said that Brooklyn's defense has been the hardest adjustment since the trade. Not to make any excuses, but for four years, I've had a coaching staff who was very adamant on certain defensive principles. And after and day after day after day of working on them, they get ingrained in your head. So some of the principles we have here in Brooklyn are almost the complete opposite. Once we kind of iron out those instances where you're reacting a quarter of a second later, I think our defense will be a lot sharper. There's a couple of rotations that I know personally over the last five games I've missed just because I'm caught in a middle ground where my mind is reverting back to old habits. I mean, that's like in any sport. In football, there's going to be different plays, different language for formations in baseball, there's different signs, um, and just different, uh, everything. It's just a translation that goes into the fact that there's not that much time for these guys to figure that out on the fly. But I will say, I am confident in some of the athletes and players that we have and the coach that they're going to be able to steal some games. They're going to fight. It might be hard for them to be a playoff team. And when I say playoff team, I mean the top six seeds, but we can expect them to figure it out and compete in these next couple of weeks and be in the play-in, I think. What are you guys' thoughts about what Cam Johnson said and uh, the future looking forward here as we wrap things up?
1: Look, I'm not giving up on holding the playoff spot uh, until I, I see this for an extended period of time. We're still only talking about two games. And continuity is an important thing, especially defensively. De- defense is about communication. It's about instincts. And that little split second where you don't know what you're doing is where the guy winds up open in the corner for three. Or where the guy winds up beating you, you know, off the screen and getting dribble penetration, which starts the collapse. And then your rotations aren't crisp because everybody doesn't know where to be exactly. Uh, the, if the schedule was easier, I'd feel a little bit better. But it, this is about, I, I think Hudson hit on this before, developing developing, and putting a good product on the floor at the same time. I really like Sean Vaughn. Love the guy. But there's no excuse for Cam Thomas not playing. I don't care second year. I don't care any of this other stuff. No excuse, given the current state of this franchise and where they're at, where he's at in his career, and that he has as much potential, I'd say, as anyone on the roster other than Bridges, probably. Um, There's no excuse for not starting to play some of the guys who you know are going to bring it um, from an energy standpoint, an effort standpoint, from a pop standpoint. Edmund Summer, who's I I know out, uh, congratulations to him, they're having a baby. But in general, Edmund Sumner should be playing instead of Seth Curry. Yuta Watanabe should be playing instead of Joe Harris. Just because he's got a contract doesn't mean he should be playing. These guys who have earned their minutes over what we've seen over the course of the season and given that they have a little – I'm not saying any of them are going to turn into stars. Obviously not. But they might have something untapped that you haven't seen when, when they're given a little bit more of a role. Those are the guys – I'd be playing. I'd, I'd be going with a rotation. of. I'd start Cam Thomas, Cam Johnson, uh, Bridges, Claxton, and Dinwiddie probably with Dorian Finney-Smith coming off the bench, Royce O'Neal coming off the bench, Udo coming off the bench, and Sumner coming off the bench. That's probably my rotation until we figure out whatever the hell is going on with Ben Simmons. Uh, but that that's what I'm looking at. Um, and, and you hope.
2: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed?
1: than it did against chicago obviously because i think the game against atlanta if you remove the first quarter really the first quarter and a half that was a a pretty representative effort that was on the road and that you'll you'll be able to steal some games against good teams at home with that kind of effort And, and if you can get a little bit better make the right decisions with the rotation perhaps you know play 500 ish ball for the rest of the season and if you can do that you stay in the playoffs
2: yeah, and no one should be complaining if the Nets play 500 ball at this point, honestly. I mean, nothing has changed since the trade deadline other than a few games have gone by, right? 500 as as a response to that kind of movement, I think is everyone should be very happy with, quite frankly. The fact that there are people who are criticizing Jacques Vaughn or saying that Cam Johnson's comments about defensive rotations were somehow a criticism of the coaching staff, I almost don't feel like they they deserve any sort of a of a response on this podcast, but the here it goes. It's 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 comical to me that people would would suggest that the the fact that you have changed your entire team, you have gone to a new team to an entirely new system with an entirely new subset of players playing an entirely new difference defensive philosophy. It is it is comical that you would think that that is somehow on the coach of the Brooklyn Nets to not have them completely acclimatized to that new system over the course of all-star break, which most people are on vacation. So really just a couple of games. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's a situation where the nets are going to have to learn and grow. And this season is important for that because we are playing good teams and we are in a position where winning really means something. And so if you are looking at the nets from this off season, looking back and you're saying, okay, well, what do we have, right? What, what do we have in this team? And you're saying, okay, well, we saw what we could get from a lot of these players. Joe Harris, there's no reason for him to be on the Nets next season. You know, Seth Curry, no reason for him to be on the Nets next season. And I think we're seeing Jacques Vaughn come to that realization. They both only played six minutes in the game against the Hawks. And you're going to be able to see these younger players and honestly, just any of these players with some sort of a future on the Nets. Try to prove it, prove why they should be on the team next year, because whether or not the Nets try to reload with a superstar or add another star or whatever moves they end up trying to make, you're in a situation where you have players on this team who are playing to earn themselves a role on this team in the future. And as much as Cam Thomas, I believe, has shown that he deserves that role, it's clear that he still has to earn it. Mikhail Bridges, for as good as he is, it is clear that he has to show that he can be a number one or a number two option, not be a third or below option like he was on the Suns. There's a lot for this team to prove, and these games against these good opponents are the teams you should be proving it against because at the end of the day, playing a team like the Hornets, who just lost Mo- LaMelo Ball, that's not gonna, you're not going to gain anything out of that when you're looking at evaluating talent. And so whether or not we win any of these games or we lose them out, which is probably what the odds say is the most likely outcome, we're going to be able to get a lot of value uh, out of watching this Nets team play, looking back, even if it's not very fun in the moment.
0: In closing tonight, it's Tuesday. Uh, The 14 game win streak for the Bucs comes to Brooklyn. And I think Giannis is going to play. So we'll see what that looks like in a couple hours. And then tomorrow, second half of a back to back, it's back to the garden to face the Knicks who are going to be resting tonight coming off of defeating the Celtics who the Nets will go to TD garden and face Friday. And then Sunday they'll host the Hornets and we'll be back with another pod sometime soon. But uh, I think it's just a shift. You go from waiting on KD to come back and you've got Kyrie kind of closing things out and other players like Nick Claxton and Cam Thomas and whoever it might be Royce O'Neal, Edmund Summer, like guys kind of filling in the blanks and, Um, You're feeling good about the team. Trade deadline happens. All-star break happens. And now uh, it's a reset. It's a complete reset. And now it's auditions, not only for the Nets next year, but for wherever these guys end up. It will not be the same team next year. And it's a fight. It's a fight for pride and for the Brooklyn Nets to try to be in the play-in slash playoffs. Let the chips fall where they may. We'll be here to talk about it, to cover it. And uh, let's go Nets. Let's go Nets, bro.